nobody. Welcome back to Doom Patrol Radio WDPR 96.3, your favorite interdimensional radio station. Get in, nobody's all aboard the Doom Mobile. Next up, the climax. Make sure to bring all your well-earned character development with you to the confrontation. This is Doom Patrol Radio. Welcome back to Doom Patrol Radio, your favorite podcast this side of the white space. My name is Mark. You can find me on all social media at Mark Meadows. And my name is Nathan. You can also find me on social media at No Clutch Nate. You like that enthusiasm there? I did. Enthusiasms. Enthusiasms. Are you quoting something? Yeah, but I wasn't going to finish it just to oh. piss people off. Um, today we're talking about episode 14 of Doom Patrol Radio, or Doom Patrol the TV show, and it's called Penultimate Patrol. Nate, how did you think about today's episode? Oh, it was fantastic. <laughs> uh, there's a reason why it was called the Penultimate Patrol. I believe we were talking a little bit about it last week. Yeah. And uh, I can I can tell you guys, this just in, newspaper right across my desk I wish I had paper in front of me to make a paper rattling noises. That wasn't it. I hope you believed it, because that's all we got in the budget. (laughs) That's showbiz, baby. Um, That penultimate patrol lived up to its expectations. Yeah. Um, It lived up to its its expectations, but at the same time, I had a great time watching it start to finish. Like, What do you mean? If it... Can you can it can something also live up to expectations and not have a great good time watching There's it? There's other TV shows going on right now that people might say that where it's falling into expectations, but at the same time, you, I mean, it cannot be executed well. You're talking about the Game of Thrones thing I'm that's not, going on. I, we can I'm not, we, hold on. It's okay. Hang on. <laughs> hey, we can whoa, date. Guys. We can date I, the I, episode. I didn't say it. <laughs> we can date the episode. It's okay, but is it leading i don't know if if by definition that you just made that that makes sense cuz is it living up to people's expectations i don't know that's a it's a good question or is it leading up to the expectation of of like hey this, like you should have seen this coming four seasons ago well it's a good Cause question cuz if good that's qu- the case <sighs> then it is leading up to the expectation and then your argument is valid but i think if you are one of those people who's so so well versed in Doom Patrol, like already, and you're coming into this like with all those, you got your books with you, and you mm-hmm. know your trivia and all mm-hmm. that. The trading cards. Then, then yeah, maybe this is uh, mm-hmm. all expected. But you know, for some people, they're seeing Doom Patrol for the first time ever, like not even through comic books. Uh, or they're, this is it. This TV show is the first time they're getting any exposure to this side of the DC universe. Mm-hmm. Which is the name of the app, and, and and that side of the white space. Yeah, do you like how I uh, fixed in your uh, your introduction there? Yeah, that was good, right? Yeah, it's um, talent, people. You can't buy that. Actually, you can buy it. We have the uh, neural I'm for ha- hire that neural handshake from Pacific Rim. Y- yeah, we could have. Yeah, don't chase the white rabbit, but chase the white space. There's something there. Fall into the white space. Um, but yeah, it's 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 so. Like I don't know, it like it checks the boxes of what I was expecting, but I honestly was enjoying it because I think it's also at the same time of being like this this massive buildup for the season finale and all that. Mm-hmm. At the same time, it's still solidifying those those personal moments that make Doom Patrol 
great. Like when you when you read it and you start to relate to the characters a lot, this episode still continues to do that, and it doesn't lose that for the sake of like this is a season finale. We gotta we gotta make things just explosive and and funny and wacky in all kinds of weird ways as we'll talk about today but it does those and at the same time it has those moments to say like oh these were people who really hated their lives mm-hmm. and they are choosing to continue yeah. hating the rest of their lives and which it, is something i believe I, I i feel like i mean we have talked about that before uh in other doom patrol podcasts i don't know if it was mm-hmm. in the beginning of this one or if it was in some of the comic book reviews that we did in the past a uh, little plug there for ourselves. Um, <laughs> but we have definitely uh, come to realize the, the the point of the story where these people got into these accidents mm-hmm. um, and, uh, you know, they, they led shitty lives or they saw themselves as shitty people. Shitty accident happened to them and now they have to continue living shitty lives just with powers that make their lives even more shitty. Yeah. So it's, I mean, that is quintessential Doom Patrol. Mm-hmm. The fact that they can function as dysfunctional people dysfunctional people yeah is that's what makes the entire story so yeah that's what makes them i was gonna say relatable pen, no i was gonna yeah. say penultimate relatable is better but penultimate doesn't work i, I can't use that because you said that was two mm. out of every out of a series that's it was second, like second to last second to last I mean, was just still stuck. what's the word where it's like uh the the you know like the hallway fight scene or the grandiose gesture or you know the burning of King's Landing. The climax well, is that considered the climax without the? Because then if there's climax, yeah, climax and then resolution. I guess you could. Yes, s- yes, yes. I guess you could right. say you could say it's that because that's that's our reward mm-hmm. for the season as an audience. So like we're reading these and we, uh, if it's our first time learning about Doom Patrol ever, then we're introduced to these characters, and this, um, this episode this penultimate episode of the season really is that here is the here is the true reward we kind of talked about it because it happens at the end of last week's episode which was them being like we're going at, we're choosing to go after now's calder uh, and we're gonna go uh find him and like what they do such a great job of in the episode is they give you excuse me this this recap this recap that starts the episode off was one of the coolest recaps I had seen because I actually enjoyed watching the recap like from start to end. It was almost like watching someone explain a, a Doom Patrol movie like extremely quick. Like it almost gave you acts two and three, uh, one and two, and then it was like now this is act three of the Doom Patrol story. Like not losing Niles Calder, and we have Flex Mentallo and Danny the Street. Mm-hmm. Like it's. It's. I think that's climax. Like there was so much zing. Fix it, fit, fit it into the. Dang, where's the pen and paper? We are on fire tonight. <laughs> um, um, I'm sorry, I derailed you. No, no, you're fine. Because I was gonna, I was gonna try and uh, talk about how we've been saying jokes before we started recording, and we we're just missing them, missed golden moments. But anyways, um, hybrid moments, like um. So that yeah, it starts with like such a great recap of like here's here's your core Doom Patrol. They have their origins that we've talked about. We've talked about the problems that they've gotten over, and then the four of them are now united, sans cyborg. But we have a Flexman Tallow and Danny of the Street 
who are also going to help them get Niles Calder back from Mr. Nobody. Um, so it was just really cool to see like a recap that was really entertaining to watch on it in it like by itself. Mm-hmm. Like I thought it was pretty cool watching it. Um, but you want to you want to just you want to are we getting into it now? This is yeah. Um, so the <coughs> first thing that's going to happen in overviews over. Yeah, the first thing that's going to happen in this episode is we get not an origin story, but a flashback for Mister Nobody mm-hmm. um, back when he was. I guess he was applying to the Brotherhood of Evil. Mm-hmm. Like um, the Brotherhood of Evil have been this crazy crime syndicate that have been terrorizing the towns and. You know, Mr. Nobody is is applying for part partnership. It's like a it was, it's like a Shark Tank situation. Yeah, it was like a like a pitch, like a, yeah, like an like elevator. Shark Tank situation. Yeah, it was like pitching his. Wasn't I? Don't think it was an elevator pitch because an elevator pitch is quick. Give me your elevator pitch right now. Mm, I do podcasting. Okay, twelfth <laughs> floor, please. Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, so. It starts with that he's trying to, he, I, he's on a date with like his um love interest if you will. And was that Millie or Minnie? Millie. Was it Millie? Millie. Yeah. Minnie the Mooch. <laughs> that's Minnie the Mooch, right? No, that's the character from South Park. <laughs> Anyways, so like he's he's saying he he got rejected by the Brotherhood of Evil, which that conversation by itself was me and Nate going confirmation for the brain mm-hmm. confi- confirmation. That was su- such good golden. Yeah. That was great. Yeah, it's. I hope those characters because everyone seems to be immortal, right? Like no one. Yeah, like time does not affect <laughs> these characters. Which anymore. is it's okay. That's that's okay. Um, and I'm pretty sure. Oh gosh, excuse me. I'm pretty sure that the the general audience doesn't care. But it does add lore anyways. Like It's almost like when you hear conversations in Game of Thrones that talk about like the Fist of the First Men or like... Rhaegar Targaryen. The tri- that the was tri- my tri- Robert Baratheon. Like, was you, it good? It, was, I, it could work a little. <laughs> <laughs> it's the same guy from Snow Dad. Old gods be damned. Anyways, like even if you don't know what the fuck they're talking about... You're still entertained that they do have material to talk about, so that that then gets you to be that person who starts to like wiki surf and be like, "What is the brain? What is like, like um, just the Brotherhood of Evil in general, or yeah. even like go further to read the comic books, which I mm-hmm. guess is the whole point of adapting a comic book story. Mm-hmm. So it works both ways. Either you're a fan and you go, oh, wow, they mentioned that. Or you go, oh, that's interesting. Let's hang 10 on these waves while I wiki surf. Brada. I wish I could do keyboard taps right now. I can't because it's recording. It would mess up the recording if I typed any key right now. Keyboard taps. Getting, <laughs> getting a MIDI program MIDI to file. play taps on your keyboard. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> the song taps. Yeah. <laughs> Um, but yeah, so he gets rejected and, and this is where <laughs> Millie gets upset with him about him being a complete nobody and that he's like, um, useless. I almost said the word I want to say for later in this episode. Okay. But don't say it yeah. yet. And but so, are you going to forget? I think you're going to forget. No, cause I, I think when they can, con- mm, spoilers, we'll get there. Okay. Well don't anyway. So just don't forget the word. That's yeah, all I'm, I'm asking. I'm, I'm good. So, um, yeah, she calls him nobody, and then he's mm-hmm. like really offended. And that kind of spurs his origin, 
um, or so we believe. I'll add because like it, yeah, it is still him telling the story. So he's letting us have this bit of information. Yeah, um, it all could have been a red herring. We don't know. Um, so do they? St- is that still a, a is plot? That, is that that's still, a, still a plot device that people use in storytelling now. Uh, if you use it uh, sparingly, I guess it like works. It's, if it's not yeah. so uh, in your face, like a Scooby Doo episode or something. Or like a pup name Scooby-Doo episode because they had a character named Red Herring in it. Do you remember that kid? Who? A little beatnik kid with the red hair and the freckles. In, a, in the cartoon, a pup named Scooby-Doo. His name was Red Herring. And they always, Freddie Jones always oh, accused him of doing stuff because he was, yeah, he was a Red Herring. <laughs> Not the fish. The literary device. I'm just now realizing that. Are you serious? Yeah, I'm that's just, when I first learned what that I don't, was. Man, like I don't keep up with that. Come on, TV. You think a kid is supposed to like see a kid named Red Herring and go? It worked for me. TV formed who I am today. <laughs> TV gave me more knowledge. Yeah, I'm than sure school. you had the bumper sticker for that. Yeah. So let's see. Um, after Mister Nobody's kind of like origin or mm, flashback, it's like the origin of his name. Um, this is where we cut to the Doom Patrol who are riding in that bus. They're going to Danny the Street with one Flex Mentala with them. And how do you feel about the group now kind of as a team? Oh, that's fantastic. That yeah. bus shot with every, especially, I mean, it's, you, you add Flex and it's just like, this feel, this is home. This feels no, right. Mark, it felt even more home when they got to Danny. And everybody yes. was there. Yes. And it's like, the only thing that's missing is the... Uh, fake Brotherhood of Evil fighting them mm-hmm. right now in the street. Yeah, and and one thing that I wanted to write down when we were watching that part of the Doom Patrol and Flex Mentalo in Danny the Street walking around, everything is happy, and it made me think about the very first episode because they just released the first episode for free out on AGN. People can watch the first episode if they want to. Mm-hmm. Um, if you're listening to this podcast, I'm sure you've already seen it. But, like... The first episode is them getting in a bus, going to uh, Covington? No. Cleve, Cloverfield. Clover, Cloverville. Clovington. Cloverville. Cloverfin. Clover. I don't know. There was a... There was Clovertown. Clay, Clayton, Ohio. Clovertown. Cloverton. Cloverton, Ohio. What's, what's, uh, what's think, the other one? What's the one with the alien? Uh, oh, you're... I don't know. Columbus, Ohio. No. What are we doing here? <laughs> Cloverfield. You, that's the alien. That's the one in the New York. In the, yeah, yeah, that's, that's the, the movie. One, that's the J.J. Abrams one. Okay. Cloverton. Cloverton. Clover, Cloverville. Clovertown. We, we figured it out. Clover, it was at Cloverton? <laughs> you can keep trying if you want. Um, how many times can I say it before nope. it starts to sound really weird in your head? You know when no, that happens? No, good. But um, so Cloverton, Ohio. That's how the episode one is, right? Yeah. So that's them on a bus as these the same characters they get to this town that almost looks like Danny the street but they didn't care for them they were they were alienated from that society mm-hmm. it's a complete parallel to this scene which is them as a team here at Danny the street everyone's happy and it's it's a town that looks very much the same and they're coming in with on that black bus so to me it just seemed like a super parallel like intentional um, and I thought that was really cool because it, it's shown the progression of these characters and also with the oddities that the Bureau of Normalcy has been, they wanted to go back to Cloverton, Ohio. Mm-hmm. Cloverton, Ohio was like the normal cousin 
of like Danny the Danny the Street, like, and so it's cool to see all these oddities together because we've picked them up along the ways, like within Just like Danny the Street. Yeah, exactly. So that's it, when I felt like it was home when they all were yeah. all standing there. I mean, Flex is Flex is jogging of his memory and like him saying like you know his past. Uh, his past knowledge of being on Danny the Street, like that's that mm-hmm. just makes me feel so good. Yeah, it's just coming right out of the books, man. Um, do you want to? I mean, we can we can probably stay on Danny the Street for a little bit, right? Yeah, yeah, go for it because it's a, it's a big moment with Flex Mentallo as well, and, and I'm trying to, and that's probably where I was trying to think like where to go from here because we can talk about everything that happens there because there's. This is where this, the penultimate episode starts to like splinter. It turns into different like subplots. Okay. Because we still have Cyborg and Silas, but I kind of want to talk mm-hmm. about that as like one whole thing. Okay. And just talk about like Danny the Street now. Let's let's follow it up after this. Mm-hmm. So staying on Danny the Street. So mm-hmm. Danny the Street is like welcoming yes, them and like. Danny is still afraid of Mr. Nobody, but still wants to help the team. And so the reason I'm guessing, so Danny the street knows where to find Mr. Nobody because he exists on the white space. Mm -hmm. And in order to get there, Danny the street knew that flex could flex his way there. Mm -hmm. So he sends them that clue with the comic book. The whole reason they got that comic book was just because Flex Mentallo used to live there. Mm-hmm. And so they have to get into the white space of that exact cof- comic book. Like, or is the white space just like some source wall breaking I think thing? It's, I think that's what it is. I think it's like a source wall thing. Okay. Um, not of that specific comic book. I think if you... Hmm. I... Uh... See, like now the now the question is like if Flex was it's just the metaphysical in, part. Yeah, if like, Flex was just in a regular town and just went to every like a normal comic book store that wasn't on Danny the Street, could he pick up a book and say, "We got to go in there as well and still do the same flexing thing"? Um, or does he have to be in a Danny comic? Yeah, it's. I mean, yeah. So they they have to get outside reality. They basically have to break out of it, and it's it's the craziest thing ever. But before they can get flex to do that it's like he's still not 100 percent. like they got flex mentalo out of the ant farm but at the same time he also loses dolores who for a guy like flex mentalo like like he was more than just in love with this person like flex mentalo is such a great human being mm-hmm. that for him to be dealt that kind of loss because he wanted to save her and him being guilty, like he's guilty of himself. Like he blames himself for her death. Like he's a super nice guy. So it's, it's, <laughs> it's like, it's, I can't even, like, it's incredible. It's incredible. Like what that kind of character has to go through. And it's all because of, well, is it because of the Bureau of Normalcy or? Um, yeah. It's just because of them. No. What do you mean? Yeah. Nothing, I think it was because nothing of to do with Mr. Nobody, but. No, it's, but also Mr. Nobody still exists outside of the show, so mm-hmm. who knows? I think maybe Mr. Nobody uh, is. No, I was gonna just, say maybe he's just creating a universe, but that's, yeah, that doesn't just nothing make sense. but yeah, just nothing but like love and respect for 
Flexman Tallow. And and Danny in the street like comforts him. It's a very it's a comedic moment because Danny hugs him in in like the shape of like the wacky inflatable tube men. Mm-hmm. But it's still like I like that you pluralized it. <laughs> <laughs> wacky inflatable tube men. Like as if they're a race of their own. <laughs> they are. Uh that's what they'll see in like the apocalypse. They'll still be blown in the wind. And people will be like, What? The power needs to be blown up <laughs> through them. Yeah, the sandstorms. They got unless em. like uh like, you know, we get into like some sort of apocalypse book of Eli thing and electricity is sparse. So they just cut the fans off the bottom and make them wind socks. One day they'll just build a skyscraper that they put a wacky inflatable tube man over it, like a yeah. like a sock. Uh-huh. And it just, and like the air coming up yeah, the building. It'll be and in stuff. Chicago, like Windy yeah. City will just be That's wild making man. this giant wacky that inflatable tube wild. guy just out in the wind. We need to we can they can't get window washers to come scrub it though because uh, it doesn't matter. It just uh, bugs and stuff fly right over it. Like I mean, like it treats it like a vacuum. everybody in the building like has to be like okay just, with like fly right out. Yeah, they they got to be okay with them having like you know essentially just a giant mm-hmm. you know balloon over their building for like a month. I think I'm thinking of it as like a promotional thing for like a movie. Like it's no wacky like, inflatable two man movie when it becomes a licensed yeah and. Yeah, exactly. Product, uh huh. Because it'll be like trolls or something. It'll be like Angry Birds, the movie. Yeah, exactly. Or Angry Birds Two, the movie. Yeah. Um, Did you ever see the giant Optimus Prime uh, on the Fairwinds building when the movie when the it was either the movie that ride was new? I've been to Universal. They have one. No, like it was on the side of the Fairwinds building right there on I four, like the whole building. Oh yeah, we live in a theme park land, Mm -hmm. so and it was like a giant, like it was it was like as if Optimus like went through the building. That's crazy. Yeah. I don't know what's wrong with our city. But anyways, so derail. <laughs> Danny the Street um basically helps them out and so does Flexman Tallow uh getting to the white space. Mm-hmm. Um before we get to the white space, uh Flex flexes the wrong muscle leading to an incredible scene. Let's talk I, about Flex for a moment. Okay. I love his character so much because I it's it's not it's, uh, it's like a it's like he's broken almost but mm-hmm. like you can still probably hit him pretty hard and he'll get knocked down and won't be able to do anything versus like a yeah, superman complex where yeah. like a superman can get like take a lot of hits and still be broken you know what i mean that, uh, it's like it's like <laughs> superman has uh, indomitability writing, yeah. Indomitability? Yeah, if he's indomitable. indomitable. Indom- if, if Superman is indomitable versus Flex is not indomitable. Yeah. Or even adding Superman is impervious where Flex is not impervious. Like, he can get killed by a giant robot. Yeah. That, anyway, that's, that's ex- besides that the point. That goes to writing. Like, yeah, who's yeah, who's yeah, going to yeah. write that Absolutely. part? Absolutely. So, Flex, though, his muscle mystery just always amazes me. The fact that he's like, like yeah, I can open up another dimension into that thing. What yeah, like what? Yeah. Are you, what are the, the limits of his powers? Are so fun because I don't think there are limits to his powers. I and I'm pretty sure that's probably fantastic to write. Just having a character that can do anything or obtain anything, and the gimmick is that he's a strong man that has to flex. That's great. Mm-hmm. That is like prime comic book character in my opinion. Yeah, absolutely. It's, it's like you did. You ever see Eat Man? That's an anime. It's an anime where this guy eats metal and can do fuck all with it once it's ingested. <laughs> he can make his arms into blades. He can b- guns and stuff like anything that's metal. It's just like that's that's bonkers. Like <laughs> I'm glad this is a cartoon, man. <laughs> yeah, it's again. This is the first time people uh, might be 
you know, experiencing flex mentality for the first time. And so to them, it's like, damn, this is a superhero who flexes. Like he flexes I, I think and things happen. I think it's <laughs> the, like, this is the perfect time to introduce a character like that. Like 2019, like with all the comic book stuff that mm-hmm. people are now used to, um, it's that sec. you know, everyone who's read comics has come to this par- point already, but people who are watching comic book adapted, like live action shows and movies, we've had our Superman and Superman, Batman, Iron Man, Spider-Man. And so now it's like, we're getting into the weird things of like the black order and guardians of the galaxy and even suicide squad and now doom patrol. And it's like, it's just gotten weirder and weirder. And now they're like, now it's time to introduce you to flex Mentallo, a man who flexes and gets whatever he wants done, you know? And I think they even help kind of explain his powers a little bit in this episode too, because when he messes up his flex, it's because he flexed the wrong muscle, which if you kind of put that in the same terms as crazy Jane, having 64 personalities, with different personality, it's almost like, you how call, you flex the muscles. Yeah, you called the wrong one up. You yeah. Which muscles you use, how much of each muscle you're using, like or tightening it. It's his body is a musical instrument, mm-hmm. which sounds so poetic, but it might actually be literal because he'd be flexing in I'm an sure he orchestrated have, way of like this yeah. gets me to do what I want. I'm sure he can even flex and make an orchestra start doing I'm things. I'm sure he could eat the Philharmonic in there somewhere. He's yeah. gonna flex them, flex that John Williams on them. Which Philharmonic? I don't know. Philharmagic. Donald Duck. The Phil- <laughs> Donald Duck. Um. <laughs> so yeah, do you want to talk about his uh, his misflex? I I don't know how to start it. Why he he flexes? I I, I saw thought, this as a promo on Twitter, it, and it didn't give context to it. Exactly. And I was watching, and I was thinking like, oh this. I was like, oh wait, I thought it was Mister Nobody. I was like, wait, they're all they're all fucking coming like, this is all an <laughs> orgasm isn't it was it? almost beautiful in a sense it was incredibly it w- and it was on danny the street danny was in on it it danny, was everyone oh, everybody on danny the street including danny themselves all mm-hmm. orgasmed at the same time it was probably a wonderful thing being a part of it yeah i'm sorry cliff got left out i'm sorry he got left out too i felt really bad because i was jane was great I was going even through trying it to, i was she even was even saying to... stuff like i'll fucking kill you that's <laughs> that is so fucking hilarious yeah i almost i almost wanted to like defend robot man in a sense because i was like he's got a brain can he have like a, a brain orgasm like can he feel his brain like i guess endorphins just yeah shooting. just super endorphin yeah. rush or something i've I, dopamine like dopamine the, yeah. yeah i was just so like man i feel so bad for you right now because it probably feels so good yeah and i just it was so beautiful mm-hmm. to see everyone like everyone not just them you know not just Dan, I mean, it was cool that Everybody. Danny Street, but like every Beard Hunter was there. Beard the Beard Hunter, Hunter was on Danny <laughs> Street, which raises oh, way more oh questions because I don't, we don't, we have no idea how he ended up there. Because last time he went down a tunnel and uh, uh, Winter Beast, like you know what? what I, I think Danny the Street was the whole thing. I think Danny the Street was what caught him. So do you think uh, the 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 uh, right? Niles' girlfriend, or did he flee here? Maybe he got so scared he flee to Danny the street. Maybe he just ran back up the stairs and Danny was waiting for him. 
Yeah, I guess they're going to have to explain that. I don't know. Danny that. appears when you need him. Sorry, Danny, they appear when you need them. That guy. My apologies. I've, I've dropped his name, but um, he. That beard Hunter? Beard, beard yeah. Hunter. I can't remember the actor's name. I apologize. Yeah, I, don't I think it's have like it. Timmy. Yeah, Timmy Timothy. Some, Timmy, yeah, Timmy. His last name was very familiar. Yeah. Um, but he, he's great. He's he's fantastic. Good so, character. I want to see him just in good more portrayal. things. Like yeah. I enjoy just watching good acting. Him. And and now I'm curious. Like, is he going to be a reoccurring character, or are we done with him? Could be. Um, in the books, he dies, but uh, this one he doesn't. This one seems like he could come back, and I might be okay. With Does he die in the book? Yeah, elect- he gets electrocuted. I might be okay if he comes back a little bit more. Um, but it was cool seeing him on Danny the Street. Um, and <laughs> it's just incredible. He's, he even, like, he has an orgasm. He's fucking looking at this guy's beard the whole mm-hmm. time and he gives him a cigarette. It's, it's absolutely wacko. Mm-hmm. I, man, I stick by that cigarette after that thing, afterwards, man. <laughs> I am, that is, that is some good sauce right there, dude. Um, it is such a, m- magical yet funny moment it's i don't know i i was at first i was like even before they said it i was just like please don't tell me they're coming like because really it was the way it it was the way rita far and negative man those two for sure i was like i was like are they feelings are they having that matrix moment where they eat the cheesecake or whatever she eats like cake or some shit and it's like you know what i'm talking about um, what, I'm sorry, go back. To look. I'm trying to look. I'm looking up at e- IM, EM, IMDB stuff. <laughs> For the Beard Hunter? Yeah. Because it's, it's bothering me. What Matrix me. Do the, does that happen in? Do you remember that? What Matrix? In yeah. the Matrix movies? Yeah, you heard Who about was, the, I wasn't listening to what you were saying. You heard about the Matrix saying. movies? Yeah. I heard they really hold up. <laughs> um, so, in the Matrix movies, do you remember the cake scene? It's like the same exact shit where it's like they eat the cake and she has the orgasm. Do you not remember that? No. When's the last time you saw the Matrix? A long time. I think, and I saw the third one sure, in theaters because I, I snuck into it because in it's rated one. R. I think in the second one, that, that, there's a thing about that. The Matrix is crazy wacky. Tommy Snyder. Tommy Snyder? Mm-hmm. Franklin Ernest. That's yeah. why the last name was familiar. But it was Tommy, not Timothy. Um. So, yeah. And no, that wasn't... Remember, I said like that was like his his one of his only things. No, I was completely wrong. Um. He has multiple credits. Um. So, my apologies. So after, <laughs> after, is there anything else we want to talk about the coming? Yeah, there's a little, I, 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 maybe there's a, I, I don't know if you want to look too much into this, but mm-hmm. um, Robot Man's um, Bad Brain shirt that he's got on. Oh, yeah. What? Yeah, I was, that's a band called Bad Brains, um, and it's the off the self-titled album, Bad Brains. You know, Star Wars Minute does like the little bad motivator parody mm-hmm. of it. Yeah, mm-hmm. that kind of thing. Oh, that's you see it. that? Oh. Yeah, is that what you're thinking of the the Star Wars Minute one? That's a okay. Yeah, um, it's an album cover. They do. There's a multiple parodies of it. There's, yeah, it's all. It's, I've no- it's usually I've noticed he's he just changed shirts throughout the episodes, mm-hmm. and like it is usually like either a reference to something he wore in the books mm-hmm. or it's like a band and that I'm glad you brought that up because yeah. I was looking at his shirt going what is this shirt saying um, this time that <laughs> album does have a song uh pay to come on it really yeah but I don't know if I don't I couldn't tell you what the lyrics are couldn't tell you what the song mm. means judging by the title I'm guessing you have to 
exchange some sort of monetary value in order to uh, achieve a climax. I'm, I like close. how professionally you tried to describe it. Thanks. Um, so, so after they, after the wonderful moment of them all coming at uh, everyone in, in the in a whole area mm-hmm. all at once, um, that's when Flex then flexes the right muscle, and this time they do end up in the white space. So, Nate, what yeah. do we need to explain what the white space anymore, or do, do people already know? It's basically it's the space it's something that that's been referenced before in, in I guess DC Comics, right? Because I don't know if the spaces have been referenced in between the panels. I know that like the source wall and like the whole like uh, universe makeup mm-hmm. universe map has been referenced, but I don't know if the white space itself. Yeah, I don't know if that that's ever been addressed. Mm-hmm. I don't think it has. I've never. That was a new concept to me. Mm-hmm. Um, because I'm a big fan of negative space and stuff like that. And comic book panels are just, you know, mm-hmm. eye candy to me and that kind of thing. Just how yeah. they're arranged and whatnot. Yeah. So it is cool, though. It is cool. It's fantastic. That, that, I love that. Um, we kind of get that as well with... Um, Which is like what the whole idea out of this entire show that we tried to bring about kind of is, is in reference to. Um, something that exists in a piece of art or you know mm-hmm. something on a paper whatever yes. it is yes they're going inside that comic book on danny the street inside that danny comic much like mm-hmm. we like to view ourselves going inside paintings and whatnot because uh page master was our favorite movie as a kid <laughs> i i will not disagree i will I not disagree favorite movie but it was, it was good there. it was man it that was, beginning was scary. and also scary it was scary in the it beginning. was scary yeah. it was a weirdly it was a dark movie yeah incredible movie um, but yeah, that's exactly that's exactly the point. It's it's so cool that this is our comic book story where we become self aware of the art that influences it. You know, like that they go into these things called mm-hmm. the white space, and that most of their villains and and everything that they've been dealing with is either metaphysical or like influenced by art itself. It's been such a handshake between what influences it and and being self-aware of what it currently is and so them going hey we need to go into the white space is not at this point it's not uncommon Mm -hmm. like it it's just like oh yeah that makes i'm i don't even need to be convinced anymore i mean we always kind of thought that uh, mr nobody had niles in some sort of purgatory or something Mm -hmm. like that we Mm -hmm. didn't even think that it was uh something as simple as just not on the page. Just yeah, just not on the he page. Took him just out the negative of the page. space. Yeah. yeah, he took him out of reality. Mm-hmm. And uh, this is another parallel for season one's pilot, where it was like a donkey it was a worm, a black hole, and it ate a city. And they were just like, "What the fuck? Like this isn't your average comic book superhero story, where you know a donkey eats an entire city or town." And and so they're spending minutes going, what the fuck? And now it's like, oh, you're going into the white space of the comic book. And they're like, what the fuck once? And then they're like, all right, mm-hmm. let's go. Like, yeah. we're doing this. We need to get Niles. We're going to get in the fucking comic book. And it's like, that's how far we've also grown in the sense of like, nothing is off the table anymore. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's, again, why when these things are happening throughout this episode, you're like, at this point, I expect it. But I'm also glad it's it's still exceeding expectations, but meeting expectations literally. So, um, so they 
uh, flex mentality flexes them correctly in, into the white space. Mm-hmm. Um, and while they while they will be doing their white space stuff, Cyborg and Silas are back at the hospital where they are having their moment. And where we left Cyborg off last last time was that he had reinserted uh, Grid into his system and he enabled him. He basically turned Grid back on. And that's kind of been like something that we've been talking about for a while is how that's a big no-no. And like with last week's episode, yes, we got Flex Metallo and we got Danny the Street, but Mr. Nobody gave them Grid at least, right? Like he didn't give him Grid, but he he really... Uh, poured gasoline on that and like uh, so made I'm a it little, a bigger deal i'm a little confused this is in reference to cyborg turning grid back on yes yes am i supposed to believe that that is a bad thing i know from our past run-ins with grid in like forever evil and things like that that mm-hmm. we have a negative connotation of him am i supposed to still be feeling that or am i supposed to be like no cyborg turn it back on you need your operating system what are you doing you crazy coot to me, it is still a, a red flag because it was Mr. Nobody at the end of last week's episode who really spurred Rita Farr to to encourage him. And and it wasn't even like encouraging anymore because we, we've talked about how these characters choose to do the right thing. He didn't choose to do the right thing in the last episode. Rita Farr said, put that thing back, back where, where it came, came from, from or so help or me. So help me, yeah. Um, I know it. This is what I was we say, we say this at church, so... <laughs> Um, so like, and then we hold hands right now and we sing a hymn, uh, but we sing that hymn, <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, it's, a. It, to me, it's a red flag. It's, a, it is a red flag. Um, do you feel like it's, it might be a good thing? Like grid might be, a, do you think it might actually help the doom patrol get rid of Mr. Nobody with science? Weird science. We can't sing anymore. We'll get Long sued. show. Um, I, you says, I don't know if like Mr. Nobody did something to grid that's basically just like, yeah, or I mean like at what I see, I don't know if I'm supposed to think that grid is some sort of virus or not, or if it is something that Cyborg needs like an operating system. I don't know if he's a... (sighs) You don't it's, know if he's it's, a virus. It's the Cortana thing. It's a Terminator Terminator thing where it's like, it's not a virus. It's just superior. It's an AI. Yeah. It's just like, hey, yeah. I can make you better. Okay. It's, but then that's not, that's not Mr. Nobody. He didn't make that. No. Silas made that. Yes. Silas is a monster. They're all monsters. Now, Calder is a monster. Spoiler, we'll get to it. Um, so, I mean, Silas do, is... The, the Dr. Patrol, Frankenstein. They're all monsters. Yeah, it turns out Dr. Frankenstein is actually the monster. Get it? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, they're they're both... They're Yeah. Yes, he is. And then the literal monster is the monster. They're both literal monsters. Yeah. They're both the monster, Mark. <laughs> Nate's caught him. Nate's I'm going to have a stroke. <laughs> um, but... uh. <laughs> Yeah, it's it's weird because Mister Nobody didn't do that. He just gave it a little push, you know. Yeah, which is good villain stuff. That's excellent villain stuff. Um, so, Silas, like, is the picture that um, 
Hangman's Daughter painted, is that over? Is that done? Or is that yet to be a thing? That's a good question. You brought that up last week, and I thought I thought it was done. Mm-hmm. I I thought it was done, but I to this I don't know. I don't know what to. There's literally no context of what happens in the next episode. Yeah. I have absolutely no idea. So I know it. At least in this episode, oh, spoiler alert. But Victor, what do you mean spoiler alert? I mean because it's like as soon as I mention it. Then I don't want to start talking about it because I'm oh, gonna save okay, it for later. So, okay, okay, but like in linear talking terms. Yeah, thinking about Cyborg when he reunites with the Doom Patrol, like that's where I was like, "Are we done? Is this a big deal that he's not with them and he's still doing his Silas thing?" Like that's when I think about that painting going, "Is it over, or is there more to that painting?" Mm-hmm. Um, because but, I mean, there's always more to a painting. Because if it if it did if that painting really did just happen at the ant farm, I'm cool with that because that was Mister Nobody's big re-entrance and where he goes. Oh yeah, don't forget, I am going to ruin your life, kid. And I'm cool with that if that's what the painting was. And like, his father didn't die, but he really got hurt. Um, then I'm I'm cool with that. Um, but now we're in a situation where Silas has admitted to all the horrible things that he's done to Victor Stone and that now as Calder really was the one who held Silas back from totally abandoning abandoning his son and, and, and trying to keep Silas like a like a human being. And I'm interested to see like where that goes because I don't know how much more is left for Silas Stone. That's why I'm thinking the painting might not be over. Because out of all the characters in Doom Patrol that are supposed to be the protagonist, Victor is the, like, he is irradiating. Like, he's got so many things wrong with him. Mm -hmm. Everyone else is fine. Everyone else, as we see in this episode, has become accepting of, they've gone through all the stages of grief. They've gone through it, and they are who they are now, and they are progressively moving forward. But Victor Stone, not only did he reactivate Grid, which is a physical problem, but he really hates his dad, and there's confirmation that what his dad did to him like validates his anger. Now we're like, what do you do with that? Because you could become a villain. Like, he has all the things to make him the next villain. Mm-hmm. And so is the painting over? <laughs> no. Well, no, you just convinced me that it wasn't. Um, the whole thing with Cyborg and Silas kind of threw me for a... Uh, uh, it's a, an emotional uh, part of the episode. It's crazy. It's when, emotional, but it, it, it I don't know what the phrase is. Threw me for a something. A loop? Is that what the phrase I, is? Do me, do me for a, do me through the, a loop. I'm not the idiom guy. We're gonna have to call Mike because Mike knows his idioms. Yeah, that's true. Um, anyway, it it uh, it took me by surprise. That's took you by I surprise that Silas admitted that he was the one who was a real piece yeah, of shit, and not Mister Nobody creating false video. Not just that, but Cyborg's like you said it. Like he hates his dad again. Now he hates his dad. And like I thought it was like like I'm glad that it was just like hey great he beat him up he thought he was doing in the wrong, and like you know wanted to resolve it. 
awesome. His dad wakes up. They they, they say you're sorry. You know they they make make amends and then but surprise. The, yeah, uh, your anger is valid. And Vic going back to it like whoa. So like nothing actually changed. And that's great. I like yeah, that it like didn't get resolved in a happy ending and like, all right, cool. We're we're on good terms, yeah, Dad. Thanks. I gotta go uh, see my friends. No, it's like, fuck you, Dad. I'm gonna go to people who actually like me mm-hmm. and who I actually trust. Mm-hmm. That's fantastic. It is Doom Patrol because Doom Patrol would be the real version of that scenario where it was like, Oh no, the villain just created false videos. Like mm-hmm. I'm really your loving dad. Happy like, ending. Oh, no. Like, like, you... like, yes, I I committed this atrocity to my father because the villain played me like a fool. Mm-hmm. And then it's supposed to be like, Oh no, I would never do that. I love you. You're my son. And like, you had this golden moment where, you know, but this is doom patrol where those things mm-hmm. aren't that. Yeah. Like, what happens when you find out your dad really is a piece of shit? And where do you go from there? It's yeah, you move on. Take it from me. <laughs> it's it's one of those things where they were like, no. What happens when we keep that there? And like, you have to move on from that. I mean, this is why they got Victor to even be part of the Doom Patrol is because that kind of character could have that story, and it's very valid from a person like Silas Stone. So it's. It's uh, it's a huge red flag. I don't know how else to describe it. It's 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 one of those things where I'm I've been more worried about him than Mister Nobody. More worried about Vic. Yeah, I've been like when Grid is in the system. I was like, this guy, I don't know, Mister mm-hmm. Nobody. I'm like, at some point they're gonna leave him alone. He's gonna build his little brotherhood of Dada. Then we'll see him back again. Grid is to me. I was like. Uh, this kid gonna come back and he's a sleeper hit. Yeah, he's, he's the incel. He's the one that we, like we don't know about. And if Cyborg turns into a villain, like for more than just the season finale, like that could be a big deal. I wouldn't, or you know, Grid really, not Victor Stone. I'm sure Victor Stone will realize he's gotten fucked up, but it's Grid that I'm worried about. Like, is could that be a one episode villain moment, or will it be like? For multiple episodes, um, and that's that's where we leave off with Victor. Sorry, the cat was coughing like crazy, <laughs> man. Yeah, the dry throat went went down the wrong pipe. You all right, buddy? So here we are at the white space, and this is where we're going to see each member of the Doom Patrols. Um, what I call the biggest day of their lives, which is also how uh, Larry Trainer's wife explains it. And so um, they're here. Somehow Mr. Nobody has turned the hands of time and put these characters back where their, uh, their moment, their biggest day happens, you know? So this is uh, negative man is taken back to the point in time where he becomes negative man. Rita Farr is doing the Forbidden Congo movie. This is where she gets cursed. And Robot Man is um, in that moment where I think he's about to... He's trying to turn his life around. He's, he's trying to turn he's his calling life. He turns his, his life ex- around. His wife. And then at the same night, he's going to go... Hmm, actually, hold on. That one gets tricky. But Crazy Jane is its in her date and time and place, in her reality... It's right before she gets the metagene virus or vaccine. I don't know what it is. Metagene 
testing X-Men formula mm-hmm. and it affects all her multiple personalities so that they all get a superpower. Um, with Cliff Steele, his seems not like the day where he takes his family out on the drive. It is. You're telling me he go. He says that's the same night. Goes and then he picks them up and then hey, let's go for a drive in the middle of the night. Yeah. And he's gonna go do, but I mean, he still has to leave the RV to do. No, wasn't there a thing where um, I thought Mister Nobody was tempting him? No, that's the same pleasures that he wanted. Mm -mm. That's the same night that he. uh, Mister Nobody does say that, like before you go on your joyride. Mm -hmm. Yeah, because he, which is weird because that's it's it's raining. But he like he really wanted him to stay in that RV the whole night and not leave, but he would have to have left to go pick up his family to go kill them in the car crash. Yeah. And so I thought it was like So no no so what they were giving su- him the life that he wanted. What they were supposed to do. No, the life that they want yes, he was giving them the life that they wanted because yeah. um they could easily they could easily avoid the incident that causes them. Cliff could have easily stayed in the R V the entire night. Rita did not have to step out of the tent. Um Jane could have stayed inside that room and Larry Trainer could have not gone to the testing thing that day. Like, that was his moment of, hey, if you just don't go to your thing, you're going to live your normal life like how you thought mm-hmm. it was supposed to be. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, so Cliff was being tempted to stay in that RV all night, mm-hmm. but he does leave. Was there a character that you were, like, seeing their biggest day? Like, is, was there one that you were most memorable to you like one that you were like more pat like most um well i mean they're all pretty on par with mm-hmm. like them realizing that they were all pieces of shit in their former lives and that mm-hmm. they all have learned from their mistakes yeah it was a really good episode for the characters to realize that uh yeah just that that they need to learn from their mistakes larry in particular because he did take the time to one like wash the dishes mm-hmm. and ask his wife what she wants like mm-hmm. that was something that just didn't happen back then mm-hmm. he was just closed off and all these things and um like him realizing like it i, I saw it more on his face maybe just because i'm more drawn to that character but him realizing like oh man this was bad. Like I, I didn't I'm, even, I'm changed. Like I'm yeah. not the same person I didn't to want live. Like I, didn't I can't live yeah. before that. I yeah. can't live in this time right now because I've changed. This yeah. is not. I can't go back to this. And everybody was feeling that. And when he admitted to like who he is mm-hmm. as a person with John and with Danny the Street, when when he did those moments where he revealed who he truly truly was, he enjoyed that so much because it was so relieving that he could finally be open about who he really is to go back would be like confinement. Mm -hmm. Like you'd have to go back to a life he didn't want in the first place. Mm -hmm. So it's, it's like he, he's gotten far past that point. He's over it. Like it doesn't bother him anymore. Um, and Rita, um, I've, she has been, she's such a strong character now. Yeah. Incredibly, she is like the strongest character now in terms of, uh, like, uh, just mental uh, forward momentum of the team. Yeah, she's just so strong mentally, mm-hmm. where she's the one who's been ha- having the most uh, confrontation with Mister Nobody. Like, she's over it. Like, it's almost like, sure he, sure he is like a super powerful entity, but it still doesn't scare her anymore like she mm-hmm. 
she just she's become really strong. It's been incredible to see the way she is. Um, and it's, it's been, a, it's been a trip. It's been absolutely incredible. Um, even when she's actually in the white space and she starts narrating, mm-hmm. she's become such a strong character. And I, I absolutely favorite character at this yeah. point. Great costume on her too. This yeah. whole episode. Yeah, absolutely. Like real good. Both outfits. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and then we get into Robot Man, which I understand, like, thinking about how, like, like what it must be like to be Cliff Steele in a human body that can feel again. Mm-hmm. It's like, damn, that dude had to resist a lot of temptation. Yeah. Because he was no longer confined to a robot body. Yeah. Um, but I feel like that is something that... Um I don't know how I think it is a little yeah it's explained in um crawling from the wreckage um where like you know he's remember he's like he's banging his self against the wall and he's screaming to I'm pretty sure it's Maxwell Lord where he's like you know I can't feel anything who would do this like mm-hmm, the, the mm-hmm. real monster is putting me in this thing because I can't feel anything yes um but then as you read that issue and then going into the later issues, you I'm pretty sure even in that first issue, once he meets Jane, he begins to accept the fact that he is a brain and a robot body. Mm-hmm. Like, he's one of the more uh, quick-learning characters, quicker-learning yeah. characters in Doom Patrol. Because yeah. he, he grows accustomed to his situation fairly quickly yeah. and uses it to his uh, advantage. It's, very often it's always cool seeing how cliff Steele becomes our first character that we meet and be, like he becomes our introduction to doom patrol we start with him mm-hmm. and then i enjoy how his character doesn't continue being like a leader character he's he's one of them and and the dynamic of having cliff Steele with the doom patrol is a very unique character now when he's become just one of them instead of like being the focal point. Mm-hmm. And so you have that cliff steel from crawling from the wreckage, but then immediately like the second issue is the him like breaking through like the glass windows and telling kids like, don't break through glass windows, which is like so stupid because he just did it. And then like you get further in and it's like him losing limbs and legs and asking crazy Jane, if he'll ever be able to dance on Broadway again. It's just like, he's getting to the point where that's him now. Mm-hmm. He is Robot Man. The person that you think you are is a brain in a robot suit. Like mm-hmm. he's come to terms with that. Like and and you even got to think about it like he is just that, a brain in a robot body. Um it, it doesn't seem like he has um it doesn't seem like he has a filter almost. Mm-hmm. Like it's like he says some of the first things that comes to his mind. He doesn't have to worry about like uh social norms in mm-hmm. a sense like mm-hmm. he doesn't have to worry about any like awkward things or anything like that yeah yeah he can perceive them but he as a brain doesn't do it and it just like automatically says what he's thinking and it's kind of just like a just like a like what i imagine cliff Steele would be like a pff, i don't care i'm gonna say the first thing that's in my mind very very um what am i thinking very hal jordan way. no <laughs> no, no, no 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 not unlike the thing from Fantastic Four. Oh yeah, we're bringing back the. Uh, mm-hmm. It's the same the team up. It's di- the same dynamics. kind of mindset. Yeah. yeah. Where I mean, you are just like you're the muscle, and uh, you take to being the muscle. You don't worry about 
funny quips or uh, snarky remarks. You just say them as they come to you, and mm-hmm. you you don't have to worry about you know planning the next step ahead. It's like a it's a punch first, ask questions later type. Yeah, mindset. I really do. Yeah, I I enjoy. It's like it's like you can never really get tired of Robot Man because it's either they're going to give you like Robot Man of like how damn his life sucks or Robot Man who's part of the Doom Patrol and is like I don't give a fuck and it's like mm-hmm. it's like damn I enjoy your character any way you spin it um so it it just has been really cool that he was like a character that we were introduced to first and then he's become just it's not the only character we have to care care about. We care about every single character, so we never really get bored. Mm-hmm. Um, it's just been fantastic, and it's yeah, it's been absolutely amazing. Mm-hmm. And he makes a decision where he, his decision that he made was that this, like, it's not him anymore, and it wouldn't be him anyways because he knows that he is a brain within a body as well if it's whatever body it is and like he's more like this is oh him i now. get what you mean i get what yeah. you're saying so like yeah i, I get it i don't like know he how to put that into he, words he but. says it like i would just be making the same mistakes yeah. all over again i'm a shitty person in this life yeah i'm just gonna be a shitty person it's, I was a no shitty matter what it's that a life, shitty brain. i'm gonna be a shitty yeah. person in this life like look what you're doing i'm already two minutes you know two minutes in i'm already banging the nanny like yeah. this is you got me like <laughs> yeah there's no like it's all it's all just like oh you want to tempt me i'm going to do that but i'm still going to come out of it like he had his cake and he ate it yeah so he was like fuck that and make just, your cake and eat it too. have your cake and eat it too what's the phrase you can have your cake and eat it too yeah no you well, say you, can, you can't you can bake your cake and eat it too um you can, no you don't have to that sounds that like much more. of a baker Sounds like more work. I could just buy cake. Yeah, I usually end up like adding not enough sugar, and it's just just a fucking mess. I don't know what you're talking about. Baking. Oh. Um. So I want to talk a little bit about um Crazy Jane's uh temptation. Hers is unedited from like like the others shuffle. It shuffles between Cliff Steele, Rita Farr, Larry Trainer. Like it it's cutting back and forth between their their decision making. Mm-hmm. But Crazy Jane's is like. It is its thing. It doesn't get chopped up. It's like, we're going to give you the whole Crazy Jane side. Does it do that? Yeah, where it's like, they are all doing the like, you know, this isn't me anymore. We've made our decision. We are the Doom Patrol. And it's like, it cuts to the three characters. The three, mm-hmm. like, I guess this would be I think what you, Doom Patrol's uh, Trinity. Yeah, I think I think you're right. I like I'll I believe you because Niall's little line uh later on with um, you know, Jane she you know her she goes at her own pace kind of thing. So everybody realizing that shitty life this will be a shitty life as well like doing the right thing pretty much. They're all realizing it at the same time pretty much. Mm-hmm. Fairly quickly within getting thrown into these false uh uh timelines, whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, but Jane does still need some time to battle with everybody inside of her head yeah. to go through it. So, yeah, I'm pretty sure that everybody, like, like the three of them, Rita, Cliff, and Larry, realize it fairly quickly around the same time. Yeah. But then Jane still has to fight that urge yeah. and have to deal with everybody, mm-hmm. you know, and all the temptation. The three of them argue with Mr. Nobody back and forth. But Crazy Jane doesn't, she doesn't give a fuck about Mr. Nobody anyway. She's like... The conversation yeah. is not between 
you um well yeah she does she does talk to uh he does narrate a little bit of her he does but she would never allow him to influence her decision the decision making comes from the the janes the all all 64 personalities mm-hmm. it's their the com- the debates they're having they would tell mr nobody hey shut the fuck up this ain't your decision like now why is that is it she hammerhead says it uh she says one line where it's like no we have to protect the girl yeah k chalice the reason that they split the reason your mind would split anyways Mm -hmm. is because it's such a traumatic event that the mind splits into personalities because it's trying to protect itself it's its way of um uh like uh comforting um can you not come back from that <laughs> You're asking the wrong person, Nate. You're so, like, in, so is it? Re- that's that's the question. Is it really protecting it? But that's not the it question. Is. That's not the question that I want to ask. Okay. Let's just say, okay, yeah, that yes. is a form of protection. Yeah, it's really fucked up. It's not. No, you can't say it's fucked up because it's someone's mind doing it to themselves, and that's like something that you can't explain. Not even with science or anything. Like you just can't explain. No, it's a psychological. It's and that's yeah. It's like you can't measure it with science thing. Yeah, yeah. and I mean, like you can, you can, you you can put it into the psychological file, and you know, I took a class about it in college, but that's not. I'm sure you did. It's not. Yeah, but that doesn't (laughs) compare to the the actual argument of someone with split personality personality disorder actually protecting their mind from something traumatic because that's. I I, that's terrifying for me to think about. Mm -hmm. Um. But like at what point is what like what is the protection? Well, see that's that's where the and I'm not trying to say like you know you're ask, like, like, you'd be asking the personalities because I, I'm genuinely curious as and I'm not trying yeah. to say that it's wrong or like don't do well, that you or have whatever. To think about, I'm like, very curious as to why the mind, why and how the mind can do that. The body and is that's Kate something Chalice. that you can't explain and that freaks yeah. me out, man. The body is Kate Chalice and she's here in this mental hospital. Hospital, uh, you know, there's. It, it, she, Getting the superpowers allowed her to kind of have a sense of freedom, mm-hmm. and 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 may not be, and definitely not perfect. That's the whole point of Doom Patrol. These are not perfect characters, but at least they will not be vegetableized. And like a girl who has suffered such a traumatic event, like she did, only to live the rest of her life in a mental institute and become a vegetable. Yeah, like Hammerhead's like fuck that. That's not what I'm going to let happen to this person. This person doesn't deserve that. This person deserves to be happy. And so Hammerhead is like, I don't give a fuck what you think, Mm -hmm. Crazy Jane. I'm taking control. We have to protect the girl. And and then I didn't... Crazy Jane agrees. The difference between K-Chalice and Crazy Jane and like Jane, the Jane personality, is a little blurry in my opinion. It does get blurry. Um, Jane is supposed to be, like they said in the episode, that she's the one on top. Like she is the, the face. Um, so is like, but then in the Nermine episode, Kay Chalice is still a five-year-old girl or something like that. That's the body. That is, and well, Kay Chalice is in there somewhere, I think. I think she's still And then Jane's on top, and then there was the other girl that was on top, but then she went down the well. No, that was Kay Chalice. Oh. No, no, no. no. uh, There was, um, I can't remember her name. Oh, yeah, you're right. Yeah. She abandoned the station. Yeah, she with the disembodied mm-hmm. the person in the classroom. Mm-hmm. You're right. That was another person that they lost. Yeah. I've been thinking the way that this played out in today's episode, it almost seems like Hammerhead and Crazy Jane are two two personalities fighting for control. Almost like a yin yang 
angel. Not demon. I don't want to go like angel. No, because I don't think Jane is really. I don't think angelic. either one is right or wrong. I Mm-mm. just think that they are normally. Maybe they're closer. Maybe they're close friend personalities, but they have reached a disagreement. But they both seem to really be driving the ship. Like the two of them seem like a they're left. They're the most and, prominent. It seems like left and right brain got split into two major personalities, being Hammerhead and Crazy Jane. Like it almost like when you can tell like normal Crazy Jane. Like when we see her in the show, it's like this is Crazy Jane. Like normally, mm-hmm. what we what we see. But then Hammerhead is the most. It's like if there was anyone else, it'd be Hammerhead, and they are the ones arguing. They're too, just very aggressive. I mean, they are like the other personalities don't come out with you know. Oh, I think this is what happened. I think mm-hmm. this is. It's them too. Those two are fighting for the final decision, and they both want to protect this girl. And it's. I think they're close. I think these are really close personalities that usually want the same thing. And I think they do want the same thing. I think they do want to protect the girl, but how do you do? Do you stay here in the mental hospital or is it getting the superpowers and throwing your life into that kind of craziness of white space and Danny, the street and all that kind of stuff. Like, is that freedom? (laughs) Is that what, is that where the happiness is? I don't know. So it's, it's an incredible moment between crazy Jane and hammerhead it's mm-hmm. absolutely wild i did i just really like the we have to protect the girl thing yeah and the fact that like of course the personalities are gonna want to do it they get superpowers man yeah and that's yeah. like the whole point of it like in order to protect the girl you get superpowers to fight them off i really like that fact that it's like they gave her this metagene serum and it was like oh each personality got infected like mm-hmm. got its own idea of what that is that that's yeah. That's that's really crazy that's writing. Some fragmented yeah. thinking. It's honestly it, it blows my mind. Yeah. Um, it's really cool. Really cool to think about. Yeah. <sighs> what a crazy character. I I love Crazy Jane so much and I think she's become the fan favorite. You know, yeah. like I I want to say Rita Farr is my favorite character like mm-hmm. which is a character I didn't expect to be my favorite character on the show, but she absolutely is and she deserves it. But I think Diane's Crazy Jane is like I think people point to her and go, "That's the fan favorite." Okay, that's a. I don't know. I'm probably speaking. I don't know. What do you? Do you no, have, I think. I think is it still negative, man? Um. Oh, for me personally, yeah. Um. It's pretty much the ensemble, but when I think about Doom Patrol, just my love for the series, mm-hmm. not just the show, the books as well, I gravitate towards Negative Man. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I feel it. Yeah, I definitely do. It's uh. And, and now Cyborg's in the mix, so it's like mm-hmm. it's one of those where it's like someone could say Cyborg is their favorite Doom Patrol member, and I would be like, you know what, he does deserve to be on that yeah. team. You know, like we're gonna ha- like people nowadays associate Cyborg mm-hmm. with Justice League. It's really cool that he's like not the leader. Yeah, remember we we thought that like uh, before all this, we thought he was gonna be like um, a deputized Jason. Justice League person. Yeah, like Jason, uh, yeah, or just like Justice League Cyborg, liaison. Yeah, J- yeah, Cyborg calling the shots and everything, being the team leader. Mm-hmm. Nope, he is. I mean, like that's what we were talking about. Rita is uh, taking the reins of this team a she lot. Really she she really is uh, pretty much calling the shots. Yeah, she's become such a driving force that it will. It, if we do get our perfect Doom Patrol, like we kind of see at the end of this episode, 
if she becomes like the right hand of Niles Calder in the sense of like execute Plan Three, Doom Patrol, and and Rita she'll Bar, be her, is, she'll be his number one. Yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. I mean, she she said it when you know in that little uh, sequence. You know, I was here ten till waiting for everybody. Mm-hmm. So you little teacher's pet. Yeah, yeah, exactly. It is really cool. I, I enjoyed it a lot, um, and I can't wait to see what next season looks like. I'm hoping that this show goes on for a very long time. Um, you know what's fun? To, uh, never mind. I'll save it for when we get there. <laughs> um, well, we can talk about, you know, basically Rita Far narrates them all to confront Mr. Nobody, which is pretty cool to see Mr. Nobody having his power challenged mm-hmm. and uh, kind of turning it on his head. But, like, they all finally confront Mr. Nobody. What do you think about his outfit? The director outfit in human form, yeah. Oh, well, you, it's different than the previous director's outfit. He had the pants. He keeps that, yeah, he's got the. But he had the his, shirt and the, the tie. Vest. He's got the vest. He's had like that houndtooth uh, design that was on him. Yeah, houndtooth. Yeah, houndmouth is the band. Uh, houndtooth is the design. Okay, that was some crazy. Uh, that's some wild. Uh, uh, what's a? Uh, uh, it's cubism. It is. It's. Was he wearing cubism? No, I think it's like an Escher, like vest. MC Escher. Did he do Hound? Is yeah, MC Escher Cuban? I don't. That's a good uh, question. That's a, that's a good I question. feel like we should know that. I think we should. Um, um, I can, I'm right with that with that design of his thing, right? I've, I know I'm his. Stuck on the, I know. Stuck yeah, on the I know his design is based on Cubism, like his his true uh, embodiment. Yeah, his his final form, as you will, of Mister Nobody. That is Hound Cubism. Is. Yeah, there was a Seinfeld episode about. Hound about sweater, no hound oh. sweater. Oh, and uh, and so yeah, they, they confront Mister Nobody, and it seems like they win because they basically confront him about who they are now, and mm-hmm. and uh, they kind of like make fun of him because he's he's always felt inferior, and this is where I started to think about what that character is in real life in which she is, you know, we've talked about how doom patrol is these abnormal people living these abnormal lives Mm -hmm. and abnormal things happen to them and nothing is normal except Mr. Nobody, because that is why he is Mr. Nobody. He was a normal guy who couldn't even get accepted by the brotherhood of brotherhood of evil. And you have the Bureau of normalcy trying to make things normal, but it's just not normal. Mr. Nobody was the most normal person ever mm-hmm. born on the face of reality. It was Mr. Nobody. It's why he's like that, and it's why he's striving so hard to be more than normal. He wants to be abnormal. He wants to be what they would do in Dadaism, is just be the be the anti of, not be the opposite of. And so being this whole Dada-influenced character... He's like, I need to just be abnormal. I can't just be like not normal, um, and especially just not normal. And and I think that's one of the coolest things is seeing that character, like being so obsessed with that because he doesn't want to be forgotten as someone like that. Um, I feel him, man. Yeah, and and that's 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 where it starts. The fever, the rage. That is where it starts. The <laughs> The feeling of powerlessness. <laughs> um, you really went with the whole thing, didn't you? That was it good. Fet, it fit. Um, it fit. It Boba Fett. It Boba Fett. Boba Fett was normal. That's why he died. Boba Fett was a clone. I don't know if that's normal. It's uh, pretty normal. 
I guess if you die in a Sarlacc pit, you're pretty normal. By his standards, he's normal. Yeah, you got hit with that. Both staff. But and by clone standards, he's normal. He didn't have any uh, aging thing. He oh, did, yeah. He didn't have an obedience chip. Yeah, it was so one to yeah, one. he's pretty normal. He was pretty normal. God damn it, Boba Fett, you're pretty fucking normal. <laughs> I don't care how cool your action and figure he, was. You're normal. He, he was like, I'm going to strive to be not normal. Yeah, well, the fans said that to him. The fans put that on him, and then he didn't live up to it because he was normal. And then they were like, why is Boba Fett not cool? And someone had to say, Boba Fett's never been cool. And this cat's still having hairballs. You okay, Lush? (laughs) Cough it out, my guy. There he goes. Um, Not done yet. Um, So, yeah, that's like, that that was a word I wanted to save and and talk about was the fact that, you know, it hit me while watching the episode going, oh, it's because he's actually normal. Like, that's his problem. Like, the Bureau of Normalcy wishes people could be like, well, I don't even know because they have such a deranged sense of normal. But it's like he is the purest form of normality, which is to be just completely forgotten mm-hmm. over time because you are so in, uh, you know. So, n- from what we know of Mr. Nobody's uh, creation, mm-hmm. Niles had a hand in it. Now that we learn from the la- end of this episode, mm-hmm. Niles deliberately has Caused. a hand in everybody's uh, misfortune to get their yes powers. Yes. So that's that, the, that's that the, also goes for Mr. That, Nobody. So did Niles intentionally go to Fuke? Fuke? Uh, uh, Fuketopia was great. Fuketopia. But he went to Fuchs. He was with Fuchs. Not when, Fuchs. That's from Barry. No, the... Uh, no, Fuchs was the was the general. Was he? Is his name General Fuchs? von Fuchs? Oh wow, that's where he, where the guy he, from Barry. <laughs> he and Niles Calder created uh, Mister Nobody, where he just were they working together? No, from he the was puppet there. from the puppet oh, show, Niles, Niles came in like sabotage. He was everything. like, "I'm here to stop this," or was he here? I'm here to make this go Happen? go the way I want it to go. Bang, bang, bang. Let's cause this crazy reaction or whatever is going to happen. I think General Von Fuchs was trying to create, help Mr. Nobody get to that point of exceeding the mind, which was the limit. Like, the mind is the limit is what he kept saying. And so he was trying to break out of that and break reality. And Von Fuchs was trying to help. And so Niles Calder rated it with the Bureau, the Bureau C of Normal C. No, he didn't join the Bureau of Normal C. Bureau of Oddities. Was it? Before it was, it was they were it oddities. Was, no, before it was, it was after the oddities because the oddities. God damn it! Hold on. In the Great War, World War One mm-hmm. is when his friend found him. The, mm-hmm. the hunter guy. Mm-hmm. The hunter found him. I think his name was like mm-hmm. Archer. And then Fuchs is World War Two because of Nazis. Yeah, and so from from some point in time where Niles Calder said, "I'm going to protect," like. What is it? Wunwun from No, what is that name? What did you <laughs> That's Game of Thrones. That's the giant's name, but I it's his like name the... is Wunwun? Wunwun from Game of Thrones. I didn't know that was his name. The giant from uh yeah. That's his name. Uh, but I can't remember the character's name from Doom Patrol, but he's like, I'm gonna protect her mm-hmm. and I'm no longer part of the Bureau of Normalcy, which used to be the Bureau of Odyssey, uh Oddities. Oddities. Bureau uh, of Odyssey is uh the Bureau of Mario Odyssey. Oh, that's and, a good one. I was and, thinking more of Homer. And <laughs> and so <coughs> they, I don't know, from, from the Great War to the Second War, like what 
what is his authority and and even stopping something like that like because because what mr nobody's trying to do when he gets created is not be normal so it's weird seeing now's caller mark like raid that kind of area with that kind of authority so i don't know i'm probably gonna have to look back at that or they're gonna explain it in the season finale Mm -hmm. um so that might be where we need to be thinking about. So yeah, so I probably just asked the question prematurely. Um, if Niles is no, going, that's probably the best question to ask right now because if it, Niles intentionally thinking, had a hand, the question is now like, why did he do that? Mm-hmm. We now know that he caused. Maybe it was just another out of all, one. I out think of all it was the time periods. Think like what, I think it was Jane he was, was doing the same exact thing. Wait a minute, thing. how did Crazy Jane's powers? Oh, because he gave her the the Medigene. That was the, in the seventies, right? That's the split personality, but the um the Medigene, which. That was in the seventies, right? Yes, um, um, but she was born in like the fifties. Mm-hmm. Rita Farr had her accident in the fifties. Larry Trainer got fucked yeah, up. In so the I 60s. think I think the, the the Mr. Nobody thing was just Niles doing another one of his, you know, runabouts, whatever he's yeah. going to do. But he was he's doing that thing like and did it with Mr. Nobody, and, and it just bit him back. He did some Umbrella Academy thing where he time yeah. hopped and made. I don't know about time hopping. I think he, he was just. I think he was just always he was fucking immortal. With now he was immortal because the Arctic beast thing yeah. helped him become immortal somehow. Yeah, how long was he with her? She was living for a very long time, and so she taught him her ways, mm-hmm. and he became immortal too. Somehow. Yeah, like some sort of magic it's like prolonged thing. life. Yeah, but I don't think he was time hopping. I think this was no, just him as a freelancer going and going fucking, up life, fucking up people's lives. And I think he went to Mr. Nobody and was like, shit. this is just another one on my list. I'm going to try to see what, I'm going to just cause a catastrophe, see what I get, roll the dice, and Mr. Nobody kind of bit back. That's the question now. That is, that's, I think that's what it is. I mean, that's just, I, that's, that's, it's, 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 it's a Khan Singh thing. Our, and Khan is, Singh thing is the name of my new studio album coming out in the summer. Look out for it. This is uh this is what we were talking about of like checking those boxes of like yep now it's called her piece of shit check mm-hmm. we got that confirmed we got grid confirmed we got you know flex mentalo and Danny Street and we mm-hmm. got the Doom Patrol like check mark there like we're doing it we're mm-hmm. confronting Mister Nobody it's all been check marked but is at the same time it's like I still have more questions oh like, yeah I'm which still, is great exactly it's not like I'm still. I'm on board. You haven't lost me. All this at some point I expected, but I'm it's exceeding my expectations at the same time. Mm-hmm. It's like, so now this college is a huge piece of shit. And it's like, yeah. And it's like, I would like to see more. Yeah. <laughs> it's so it is confirming and also rewarding at the same time. And I don't know. I, um, I, I don't know why. He did it because it made him happy. I don't know why, why. Why did that kind of thing make him happy? You know, like every night and day. What are you singing? I don't can't sing anymore. Uh, if I can't have you, I don't want. We'll get sued. Okay, I don't know what you're singing. <laughs> you don't know. You know that song. Um, yeah. So I I don't know. I don't know why I'm, I don't know why it makes him happy to do that kind of stuff to people. Um, just to get a team. Yeah. It's like I don't. <laughs> You got me, man. It's, I mean, it's just a science experiment, I think. Just for fun? Just for shits and giggles? Maybe not for fun, but it's just what he does. This is what this is the next episode, right? This is what we got to get into. Probably. It's the same thing like, why does Superman save people? It's just what he does. Because he wants to do it. Yeah, Niles wants to yeah. roll the dice on these catastrophes and see what he gets. Just because they're odd. 
Yeah, it's like a know, it's like, like a crazy uh, Sid room toy maker machine. Yeah, they had this thing at Disney Quest where you could, uh, you know, where they have like uh, build your own lightsaber things. Build now. your own roller coaster. It was build your own robot. Oh, okay. Build your own roller coaster. I don't really. And Miles Calder of, was at Disney. He, you know, he went there when Walt Disney opened the got place. Got the idea. He said, "Hey, like, yeah. take a picture of this rat, and then go play with this robot you can build." And he said, "You know what?" Rats and robots, I think I can make a show about that. Mm-hmm. And so now Doom Patrol exists. Um, Man, Disney, well, he got all the credit for the goddamn <laughs> rat wearing suspenders. Does Mickey wear suspenders? No, it's just like button shorts. Uh, I don't know. I don't know. Oh, I don't know. No. There's, no, there's no straps on it. It's there's just no button shorts. Sh- he used to have straps. Did he? But then Mario was like, yo, I need my pants back. Mario's got coveralls on. No, he's got, uh, what are they called? Um... Overalls. Overalls, not coveralls. <laughs> Overalls. Um, Would you ever wear a pair of those? No. Like, fashionably? No. You sure? Yes. I'm too <laughs> short for that. You're too short for that? Yes, yeah, a tall people thing. What if we had to, like, go and do something on a farm, and, like, we just did it? Like a, like a... I'm not doing anything on any farm. What was that Paris Hilton show with uh, Nicole Richie? The Simple Life? I think that's what it was called. Uh, I, yeah. Yeah. It was... Can't believe you remember that. <laughs> um, before we wrap up for today, if you enjoyed everything you heard, then you can find us on all social media at Radio Doom Patrol and the Facebook group, the DC Cinematic Minute Listener Society, where you could talk to us about today's episode or any episodes you're catching up on and tell us your thoughts about the upcoming season finale. And then, Nate, where can people find you? Um, social media at No Clutch Nate. You can find me on all social media at Mark Meadows. And we'll catch you guys next week. DJ, please take it away. Weird flex, but into the white space we go. If you can resist the temptation of a better life, we'll see you on the other side. This has been Do Patrol Radio.